Hey girl, you're listening to the For The Girl podcast, the podcast designed for you. Join Mac and Ken's as they cover all the hard topics for real life girls trying to love Jesus. Get ready for encouragement, truth, and let's be real, a little bit of a hot mess. Is it just me or Mac and Ken's your new best friends? Let's get into the episode. All right, everybody, welcome to a new episode of the For the Girl podcast. Today's episode is for the girl who is in college and pursuing her passion. So we are really getting to speak to our college women today, which I'm really excited about because our college girls are usually on the prowl. You know, Kens, there are a lot of you college girls, you're always asking us. How do I meet the guys? How do I find my husband in college? Not all of you guys. I'm making broad generalization, <laughs> but it's all to lead me to our conversation topic to begin this podcast, Ken's, which is yes. these stories of how we met our husbands and then oh, yes. to something very fun that's coming up, which is single ladies night, which might help some of you in your journeys. Yes. Oh my gosh, for real though. I don't know if you heard, we've done it before, but Singles Ladies Night. I never say it right. Singles Ladies? Like, why do I make everything single plural? Is single is singular. Single ladies, single plural. Ladies Night. It's our virtual, it's a virtual Zoom call situation where we get to set some of you all up with the loves of your life and it's going to be the best. So yeah, be I mean... How we met our husbands. I mean, you go first. How did you okay. meet your husband, Ken? <laughs> <laughs> I met my husband, you guys. I met my husband, believe it or not, at a bar. This is real life. <laughs> at a bar. Wow, yes. she tried to cover it up and hide it, but now she speaks the truth. I speak the truth because there's kind of like a part two. And to clarify, I am of drinking age. And it was a cocktail bar. Like it was like one of yeah, those. Yeah, it that... wasn't like a, a grimy, like 2 a.m. bar. It was probably like what, yes. 8 p.m.? Yeah, so it was just like chill. I was there with a girlfriend on a Wednesday night, just like Did sitting at a table. Yeah, they have the most bomb nachos there. It's, it's I mean, this is like. Known throughout Nashville is the best nachos. If you live in Nashville, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. It's like a restaurant bar. It's not what you think it is. So anyways, we were sitting there and basically he came up to us and started talking to us. And I was so into the conversation with my girlfriend that I like didn't want him to be talking to us. Well, and he for didn't all I knew talking to you to like like make a move on you. It was because he knew your friend, right? Uh kind of, sort of, yeah. I mean a little both, obviously. Oh, I didn't know he was trying to make a move on you. I never knew that part of the story. He left that night so devastated, you guys. I basically shot him down. He'll tell you that he journaled that night about it. Like, I really don't want to, like, <laughs> date anymore. I'm over this. The whole thing. It was super so sad wait, moment. He, cause was, he was with a friend, too, right? Yeah. His friend actually and- came up first. His friend came up and then he saw you and was like, yeah. oh, and then he's cute. Up. Let me go shoot my shot. And then you were just not having it. Yeah, I was so into the conversation with my friend. For all I knew, he was just like a bar guy. I was like, you probably don't love the Lord. You, I don't know anything about guy. you. You're a stranger. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, long story short. So I don't know. We didn't talk for a while. And then we ran into each other. Here's the thing. 
we ran into each other at church. So oh. we that sometimes I say we met at church because we legit didn't exchange contact information or anything. I didn't even like follow him on Instagram. I didn't even I didn't do any discovery. I didn't care anything about it. And then, then what did you do after church? This is the iconic move. Oh yeah, it was right after then. Oh yeah, I was in my car, sitting in my car after church, and I went to his Instagram, scrolled to like fifty photos deep and commented on one of his photos i said like the look quote and then it worked like it was just like bait you guys he just right away dm'd me and was like liking an old photo or something like that it was great so but it was a long time coming you know i had to shoot my shot he had to shoot his shot yeah you know it's a testament to just putting yourself out there and if you think a boy is cute, maybe do something about it. Yeah. And, and y'all's story is interesting friends. because even then, it wasn't like you guys immediately started hanging out because he was going to California for a few months. Like, timing had to be right for you guys, I felt. Like, it took a while. To for get sure. Before for you guys sure. actually spent time together. Yeah, patience, all the things. Our first date, fun fact, he ran in, it was in California, and he randomly ran into a friend on the way into the restaurant we were going to, and he invited the friend to join us, so it was the three of us for our first date, and I <laughs> kind of thought it was, like, the best thing ever because you would I'm, that. like, a social, inclusive person, so it was fun time, yeah. So that's, that's so the story funny. of how me and Josh met. It took some time. It was great, but, you know, guys, DM the boy, scroll his photos, ask him out to lunch. I don't know. Make some Whoa. news. Lunch, little lunching. I love it. <laughs> wow, that is a good story. Okay, but shout out single ladies night macaroni. Yes, yes. So my story of how I met my husband has a lot to do with single ladies night. It was twenty. 20- 21 and we were having our single ladies night it was february so it's right around valentine's day and backstory was that in december so this was like two or three months prior to that i was on my instagram one day and i saw that this one guy had liked one of my old instagram photos similar to kids story common theme Yeah, liked one of my old Instagram photos. And I happened to notice because it was a very old photo. So I go and I look at his profile. I'm like, who is this guy? He's very cute. I can tell we have a mutual friend. I text the mutual friend. I said, who's this guy? And she said, oh, he's a friend from uh, Cincinnati. She used to live in Cincinnati. And she was like, why? I say, he liked my photo. And she's like, oh my goodness, Mac, he's in college. And at the time, I was 28 and so was not even considering ever dating a college guy. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I was like, oh, that's hilarious and funny. Move on with my life. Well, it comes time for single ladies night and we're trying to pick out guys for you guys to go out on dates with. And we needed a guy in college because we had some older guys who were awesome, but we didn't have any college age guys. So my friend suggested this guy. She said like, he's actually an amazing guy and loves the Lord a lot. Great personality. You guys should ask him. So we asked him to be a part of single ladies night. I have no communication with him. It's um, a girl from our team is like the one communicating with him. But as soon as we get on the zoom call, I just felt like 
this guy, Mr. Personality, Mr. Knows He's Got It Going On. Mm. And I just had kind of heard through the grapevine that he had had a little crush on me, which I thought was really funny because we were six years apart in age. So I kind of got it in my head, like I should mess with him a little bit. And so I was the one who like announced him for his date. He went on a date on Single Ladies Night. He got matched with a girl. She happened to live in Canada. So I don't think it was going to work out for them, <laughs> uh, which was a bummer. We have gotten much better at our matchmaking since then. Yes. guys. <laughs> um, we used to do no like applications or had any information. We were just like picking random names. Now we do a little bit better. We're proud of ourselves. Yeah. We're um, really, really taking it seriously. But anyways, so he and I somehow got texting after the event and I kind of revealed to him in a like jokey flirty way that I knew about him liking one of my old Instagram photos. Cause he thought I just did. Well, first of all, the like was an accident, but he left it because he was like, Oh, she'll never see it. But I did see it. And so we kind of were laughing and joking. We kind of texted back and forth. I took the joke way too far. I can admit that and definitely started to lead him on a little bit, but I was not interested at all, but he kind of kept, we kept texting and then a couple of days later, he was like, let's get on a FaceTime. And I was like, okay, yeah, let's get on a FaceTime so that I can like reject you basically and tell you like, hey, you're awesome, amazing, but you're so young. I don't think this is going to work. We get on the FaceTime call and I was smitten. <laughs> he was wow. super mature. I didn't notice his age. Hit it off immediately and we FaceTimed for a couple of hours that night. I remember calling a friend after the mutual friend I had and being like, I can't like him. He's so young. Why do I like him? And she kind of was like, hey, if it wasn't for his age, like, what would you think? And I was like, oh, my goodness, I had 100% go for it. And she's like, well, then I think you owe it to yourself to continue figuring it out. And so the single ladies that was on a Tuesday, we FaceTimed for the first time on Thursday. Sunday night, we met each other for the first time. He drove to Nashville. I drove to Nashville. We met in Nashville and it was happened to be Valentine's day and a snowstorm. And we went on our first date on Valentine's day in a snowstorm. He's six years younger than me. And it was just one of those moments where I was like, Oh my goodness, where has this guy been my entire life? He is amazing, incredible, so mature and pursued me unlike any other guy had ever pursued me before. We talked about real stuff on night one and yep. And then as Ken's knows, I had to sit Ken's down like two days later because she wasn't taking it seriously. She was acting <laughs> too chill and casual about it. And I had to sit her down and be like, Hey, this is serious. I need you to like get behind this. And she was like, okay, okay. That's yeah. True. Sorry. I didn't know. <laughs> and so that's yep. true. And then here, it all happened here so fast. It, it all did happen so fast. fast. As you know, Tuesday, Sunday, he's like a baby in college. I was shook. But yeah, Max story is a testament to the unexpected. You know, you never know. You could go for somebody know. so much younger than you, so much older than you, maybe not your type, the way you looked, the way you imagined the package that he came in. But yeah, so you really got to have your eyes and ears open. And I think that's cool about our stories is like, Yours was like the slow, methodical, like took your time. You guys kind of had to like go through the process of like, okay, is this it? Do we want to be with each other forever? And I think that process was so beautiful and so redemptive and like God moved so much in that. And then Tyler and I's story was different. We were like fast, quick. We had these immediate kind of like, 
almost like stumbling blocks with his age. And then also we were long distance. So pretty quickly we had to decide, is this worth it? Is it worth it for us to date at all? Because we have these huge things that don't make it easy for us to date. And so we kind of had to decide pretty quickly, but then it kind of just took us on a different journey. And I think it's really cool that everybody's stories of how they know and what knowing looks like and the process that God takes them on until they kind of receive that peace from the Lord of knowing this is it. It's just really cool and really different and that you just you mm-hmm. never know. You never know what it's going to look like. Never and that's the, that's the fun part of like relationships and, and uh, dating in yeah. college. It's so true. Okay, so if you haven't been to a single ladies night, we first and foremost will be making matches. <laughs> that was a weird way to say that. We'll be setting some people up on dates with what three or four guys. Whatever we can come up with. It's up to you, matchmaker. Yeah, (laughs) I'm in charge. (laughs) I'm in charge of finding the men of your dreams. Which she's oddly really good at. She's oddly good at. She's been doing it for I don't know. I just pull them out of nowhere. No, it's like truly like, I'm like going hard, you guys, for you. Are you going to reach out to our, um, do you remember our Uber driver from Atlanta? (laughs) Are you reaching out to him? Maybe. Yeah, I definitely have him in, in my phone as like Uber driver. It's not Uber. Don't get oh, that doesn't make no. him sound good. Well, no, an Uber he was volunteering. Great, but... You're right. He was yeah. volunteering at a Christian conference, like taking shuttling people from their hotels. Yeah. Thank you for that clarification. He was a gem. He was a gem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm so sorry, right. Uber driver. I don't know. I mean, we love that, but maybe not. Maybe we are shooting for the stars, okay? So there's going to be some awesome bachelors of all ages. So whether you're in college or young adults, I don't know if you know, but Mac and I both met our husbands. Like those stories happened in our late 20s. Like yep. we got married, uh, well, I don't know how old that was, 28. She got married when she was 29. I'm saying it because this is for people out of college too. It's going to be incredible. So we're going to we're gonna make some love. <laughs> Not, I don't know. Oh, well, not no. match make, no. match make yeah. is what I was match trying make. to say. Yeah, we're gonna match and make. then, yes. and then we are also gonna have a guest speaker, you guys, powerhouse guest speaker that is going to empower you in your single season. It's gonna be one of those words where you walk away and you're just like, dang, I'm actually really excited about where God has me, and there's so much purpose in the midst of it. Mac and I can so attest to that. Our twenties really built. So much character and perseverance and faith and dreams and all the things. And that could be the thing for you. So, yeah, it's going to be so much fun. We're going to laugh and stuff. Mac and I are going to be the hosts. It's just going to be funny. Yeah, it's always a good time. This will be our third single ladies night, which is going to be really fun and really sweet. And so it's just a great little event to do if you're in a single season and maybe feeling a little bit discouraged. It's a great event to do with your friends, turn it into a whole girls night, like, you know, have a charcuterie board, a couple of your single gal pals. And yes. to Zoom. you can sign up to be included in the matchmaking if you want to. But also if you don't want to be included in that, you can just watch and laugh at how funny and hilarious and awkward and amazing it is. Yeah. If you're not ready for that, don't worry. You don't have to be a part of that if you choose not to. But we will have all the details in the show notes. You can sign up for the event. 
I think it's on April 3rd at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. So it's going to be an amazing event, and we really want you to sign up. We want to have just hundreds of single ladies together, encouraging each other and just cheering each other on in your single seasons. It's April 3rd. You're right. And guys, it's free. It's totally free. This is like literally just a good old time. And we can't wait to see you there. Definitely, our, you have to RSVP to get the link, all the things. So check the show notes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. We're really excited for this episode. We have an extra special guest. The conversation was so life-giving. And we just can't wait for you to listen. So let's get into today's episode. All right, ladies, who is on their period or about to be? That's right. We are talking about your time of the month, the worst time of the month that is about to be the best time of the month because we have partnered with Garnu, who is my latest obsession. It is not a person. I just made it sound like that. It is a product, and these are organic tampons and the silkiest menstrual cup i'm a menstrual cup girl silky did you just use the word silky (laughs) no but it's true we all need the silkiness of the menstrual cup and who are we if we're not using organic tampons and saving the world you guys but here's the bigger thing and this is why i'm obsessed with garnu every purchase you make goes to help women in Nepal come out of sex slavery and also provides the same products that you're using to girls that need it even more than we do. So basically it's making your period have a purpose. So what are you doing using overpriced tampons or big brand name products? I don't even know the rest of them, any of them. Change to Garnu, you guys. It's going to totally change your life and so many other people's lives. If you're not on your period and you're two weeks away, you got to sign up right now and make sure you are stocked and ready to go. We have a code for you. It's for the girl 15 for 15% off. So these are going to be the most affordable products you purchased during your period. So head to Garnu.com slash for the girl, the link is also in our bio. Use the code for the girl fifteen and get yourself some Garnier products. Hey, for the girl fam, we have a special special guest on today's episode, and we're super excited to chat with her. Her name's Emily, and she is a friend, a delight gal, an incredible singer, songwriter, and just honestly, such a creative, fun person to be around. So we're really excited to talk to Emily today. We're going to be just talking about, oh, and if I didn't say already, she's a college student too. So we just want to talk about what it looks like to pursue your passions while also doing your college thing. And Emily does this super well as she's pursued her passion in singer songwriting and all the things I don't know music all the way so you're gonna have to tell me more but um we're just excited for this conversation of course this has been a really big part of Mac and I's journey as we started delight while in college and how to balance that in the midst of it so we're pumped for this conversation and Emily we are so excited to have you on Thank you so much. I am so excited and I'm just so honored. Whenever I got the message 
like, hey, do you want to be on our podcast talking about passion? I was like, oh my gosh, like this is the Lord telling me to keep pursuing. So that was just, I'm just so excited. (laughs) Oh, I love it so much. Well, this is so fun for us because Emily has just been, you've been one of those people that we have kind of gotten to just watch you go on this journey of bringing delight to your school, doing delight, all of the different things. And that's been really fun and sweet and special for us because I think most of you guys know that are listening know that besides For the Girl, we also started a college women's ministry called Delight. And then Emily has been a huge part of bringing delight, starting delight, doing delight on her campus. And so I kind of want to start there, Emily. Where did this like passion to do this on your campus and to be a part of this really begin? Give us that little backstory before we jump into some of your other passions too. That's so awesome. I love, love delight. So Whenever I was in high school, I remember seeing Delight on Instagram. I don't even know how I saw Delight on Instagram, but I was like, that looks fun. That looks cute. I want to be a part of that. I actually started an FCA, which is, if you don't know, Fellowship of Christian Athletes at my school in high school, but it mm-hmm. wasn't it wasn't that. It's a Fellowship of Christian Artists at my school because I went to an arts high school. Um, so it was really cool to be able to do that. I started a Bible study which grew into that FCA. We had like hundreds of kids coming. And, you know, you can't really find a lot of people in the arts that are like really passionate about Christ, or maybe you don't know until you like talk to them. So it was a really cool thing there. So I was so anxious and so nervous in that time of my life. And that's when I really found out that I had anxiety. But whenever I was so scared, I was like, I got to bring Christ to this campus. I've got to do it. Like, I feel God calling me to do that. So that seed really started in high school. So I was able to start that on my campus there. Saw Delight on Instagram and I was like, okay, wherever I go to school for college, they either need to have a Delight or I need to start one. And so um, my best friend, Jordan Witzel, and I graduated from our high school together, both having this passion to start Delight. So me and her got together, found some other girls on campus, as freshmen, which was so scary, but so exciting, started Delight at Jacksonville University. And we started on Zoom, COVID times. It was crazy. We would only have like three or four girls come on Zoom. And now we have like 40 girls coming. And of course, the numbers dwindle. But what's important is like the constant amount of love that Delight gets. And just seeing girls grow in their relationship with Christ has just been amazing. So love Delight, love all the things. So yeah, it was awesome. (laughs) That's incredible. Oh, I love it so much. It sounds like you are quite the the starter and you really just chase after the things that God puts in front of you. Where do you think that comes from or how did you get the courage to just do the thing? I think so often there's so many of us who are like, oh, should I, should I not? Maybe I'll let somebody else take the initiative or Maybe I should just sit back and wait on the things that I'm passionate about. But for you, it looks so different. Where does that come from? How do you muster up the courage? All the things. That's a great question. I really think it was the Lord because I know that I could not do that in my own strength. I briefly mentioned anxiety earlier. but So my freshman year to sophomore year of high school was probably one of the hardest times in my life. I started high school in the school that's in my county, just like 10 minutes down the road, regular high school. And I have a passion for music 
at the time it was really, really saxophone. So that's how I got my start with music is playing saxophone. And so this high school that was probably, that's about 30 minutes away from my house in a different county. It's for arts, like completely for arts. I mean, there's obviously academics too, but like the focus is arts. And so I really felt the tug to like go to that school, start there, start a whole new life. Um, Even though it was only 30 minutes away, it felt like a whole different city. I only had one friend I knew there from different band events and stuff we would do in middle school and high school together. So I only had one friend and I transferred from ninth to 10th grade, started 10th grade whenever all the other freshmen who had come into 10th grade had already been here for a year. I was the odd one out. It was really, really scary. And I didn't realize how much anxiety I had in me until then. I had always just felt like I was a nervous person. You know, I feel sick. Like, oh, I feel like I'm going to puke. Like, that's normal. Like, that's totally fine. (laughs) Um, But whenever I transferred schools, it was like a daily battle to get out of bed. Truthfully, it it was really hard. And I would be sitting in my first class feeling I'm like I'm going to throw up. I'd be crying. I'd be trying to hide all the anxiety. And I swear, like, I was like, Jesus, 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 please. I would literally just say his name. And the power in that was so huge. Literally, it took me like a few months to adjust and really like be okay. But I feel like just the the drive to be able to start things and do the scary things started from there, knowing that like, this is really hard. I cannot believe I got through this, but it was because of God. And now that I Mm -hmm. am a living testimony of like breaking through of anxiety, and that's not the only time I've had anxiety. It actually relapsed my (laughs) senior year. And then I had to get on medication and all this stuff. So it's, it's not like a straightaway battle, like I'm free, but it really helped me to see God Mm -hmm. is there and God is going to get me through what he calls me to do. And him just getting me through that season being able to be at that new school and then tugging on my heart to start a ministry. My mom was actually nervous for me because she was like, this is a liberal arts high school. This is not where like um, Christ is really like living and evident. She tells me like she's so proud that I was able to do that because she was scared and she knew that was going to be hard for me. But it's really the Lord. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where it all comes from. Yeah, that's so good. Hey, you guys, as you've been listening to this episode, you might be wondering, what is Delight and how can I be part of this? Delight is a college women's ministry. Basically, it's a group of best friends or potential best friends that gather together. We're talking like hundreds of girls on your college campus to study the word of God together, to build communities, have worship nights, serve your community, all the things. It's so much fun. So there might be a Delight on your campus. You can check that out at Delight Ministries. Dot com. And if there isn't, we really want to encourage you right here and right now, just like Emily, to start your own chapter, your own delight chapter. You can do that at delightministries.com slash start a delight. You'll see it right there. Fill out the little form and somebody will be in touch with you right away. We truly want to see this community on every college campus, a place where so many girls can feel welcome and loved and encounter Jesus in college. There's nothing better. 
I think it's just so cool that your story starts with just this beautiful picture of dependency. It's like you're going into this thing that can feel so scary and so hard and so difficult and like how anxiety can come in and easily steal that experience. But instead, it was almost this beautiful thing where it's like you got to fully rely and depend on the Lord and watch him show up even when you found yourself fearful or you found yourself unsure about what it was going to look like. And I think, I know for so many of us, I know you're talking about um, high school there, but I think so for so many college students, like that is college. Like you're out of your comfort zone. You're in this new scary place. You're kind of there to pursue your dreams, to chase after these different passions that you've had in your life, to figure out what you're going to do with your life. And so for you, as you kind of got to college and kind of begin to chase after your dreams and step into your passions, these things that God has placed on your heart. What has that journey looked like? And what has God been teaching you in that process as well? Yeah, that's a great question. So I've always been a musician. My dad is a musician. That's where I get it from. He is a rock star, like literally a rock star. He's in a rock band, lead singer of a rock band. It's called Big Engine. If any of your parents listening know who Big Engine is. Um, but yeah, so he kind of um, started that in me. And whenever I was um, little, I would literally have a karaoke machine on my porch and sing and have it cranked up. And my whole neighborhood would hear me. I remember one time my neighbor pulling in to their driveway and I was singing like as a three-year-old out on my porch. And I remember them vividly like clapping for me after I was done with like some Hannah Montana songs. So music has always That's been, so you know, something that I've been <laughs> something that I've been passionate about. But then in middle school, I started playing saxophone to kind of get more into it and stuff. So I've always kind of felt that calling on my life, but it is really hard as a college student to continue that fire, especially whenever, mm. oh, I have this assignment due tomorrow. Oh, like I have to go do this. Oh, like I have to plan for delight. There's a lot of things that like are good things, but it's hard to like do that passion and desire. For me, I've really just had to, like you were saying, like dependence, like depending on the Lord. Whenever I get caught up in the busyness, I'm like having to step back and be like, okay, what is God having me here for? Of course, it's to have good grades and learn, but my degree isn't going to get me necessarily where God is calling me. My degree is important, but my passion and what God has put on my heart is going to get me to where God wants me to be. So I've had to really invite God into my music. And I feel like a lot of people do that for different things. I have nursing friends who have to do that for their nursing journeys and like all these different things. And just inviting God in and being like, okay, Lord, I know that you have this desire on my heart. Please help me to find the time. Please help me to have the desire and the passion and help me find tangible ways to you know, maybe it's waking up a little bit earlier, or maybe it's having to cancel a plan for the weekend so that you can really hone in on your craft and pushing yourself into places that you never would go and getting out of your comfort zone to really just let God show up and do that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Oh my gosh. You said so many good things, Mac. And I agree 100%. We're always like, okay, all the doctors out there, the nurses, anybody who really needs school, like for sure, (laughs) stay focused. We love that for you. But I don't know. I think if like, I don't know if you find yourself with so many passions outside of just like your education, it's Mm -hmm. the time to, to take steps towards that. And you really will see the Lord's plans unfold as you step into them but I want to know for you even further like you just hinted at it a little bit like maybe for you pursuing your passion means you like 
get up a little bit earlier than friends or cancel plans on weekends to make it happen. What does it actually look like for you for anybody who's like, oh my gosh, I just like don't have the time. How do you make the time and how do you make it a priority in your life? That is a hard question too, because it's something that I am currently like working on and struggling with. I love sleep. I love to sleep in until nine, but (laughs) my (laughs) friends always laugh at me because they love to wake up early and they're like, oh, Emily just woke up and it's nine o'clock. But so I've been like, actually, like I said, waking up earlier, even if I don't necessarily use that time for like music, I will use that time to wake up, get my day started. And then that way I can get my schoolwork out of the way and then have time for my music. Mm -hmm. And it's another thing, like I'll bring my guitar with me to school sometimes. And whenever I have a break in between classes, don't necessarily need to do homework at that time. And I'm really feeling like fired up about music. I don't have to sit around. I could just bring my guitar, go into practice room and play and sing. And I've also been uh, kind of flipping through my Bible a little bit, going through Psalms and stuff and like coming up with chord progressions and singing stuff over like scripture. So I feel like that's another way to like invite God into your passions and what you do and everything. It's also just kind of wiring your brain every day, waking up and being like, okay, how can I like actually pursue this today? Lord, tune my heart to what you want me to hear. And so I've been trying to, anytime I hear a cool saying that I could put in a song or like anytime I think of something creative, I try to jot it down in my notes And then whenever I find myself scrolling on TikTok, which I love to do, or like on Instagram or whatever it is, just reminding myself, is this prioritizing my passions or is this just comparing myself to like other people who are doing the same thing as me? So I hope Mm -hmm. that makes sense. But just random little things where you're just having to try to rewire your brain. So yeah, that's so good. Talk about Emily, just like how I think it's so cool that you know you have this passion for music yet at the same time you've also taken on this leadership role in ministry and like actively doing that on your campus when you could just devote all of your time to pursuing this music dream and I think that's really beautiful and a really cool choice and so talk to us a little bit about what's been the fruit of that what's been the fruit of like also kind of pursuing this Christ-centered community and what that's looked like for you. And I don't know, just how God's maybe even spoken to your passions through still choosing to kind of take that step of obedience and take on this leadership role within Delight. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's crazy how those go hand in hand, even though my role as team director has nothing to do with music. Like, it's helped me with not just spiritually, like learning more about God's word, learning how to lead Bible studies and all those things, but it's also helped me with organization. And it's helped me to learn how to manage like a business, if you would call it, you know, on a smaller scale. And it's helped me be in kind of some tough situations where I've had to have like hard conversations or conflict and had to resolve. But with the ministry aspect of it, it's just been so cool because I've just grown deeper in my faith. And Mm-hmm. I've been able to kind of step out of my comfort zone with telling girls about Delight at school or like talking and having a hard conversation with a girl at Delight about what she's struggling with. And I've also met some girls in my band, like my jazz band in college, who are interested in Delight because they know me. And so mm-hmm. it's just been really cool to see how God has used me in different situations and been able to like help other girls come into Delight and it's just helped me grow in my faith yeah. and all the things. I've just, I've loved being a part of Delight and our worship nights. 
And that's been cool too. I feel like God has really pushed me out of my comfort zone with helping to lead worship and just things like that. It's just, it's cool how they went hand to hand and I just didn't know it at the time. Yeah, for sure. I think there's also this temptation when we like have all these dreams and desires outside of our faith to just put all our eggs in that basket and don't make any time for like prayer or in the word or serving or loving on people around you. But yeah, you're so right. Like you can learn so much about yourself and your giftings, even in something that might feel so different from your passion. So the fact that you get to do both of those things simultaneously is Mm -hmm. just like so cool and so powerful and going to grow you in ways beyond belief and all the things. Okay. Talk to me about rest. It sounds like you're like going wild and crazy over there. Your schedule's pretty busy. (laughs) (laughs) Do you feel like you're able to fill your cup or are you running on empty? How do you integrate rest into like your schedule? What does that look like for you? Yeah, that's really hard because especially with like, you know, doing content creation or like school, obviously being in college, that's a lot of work and doing music and stuff. It's really easy to kind of look at all these things as work. And um, Mm -hmm. rest obviously means like sleep to me. I love to just, you know, get some good rest, get my eight hours in. But like resting like mentally is just kind of like I was talking about earlier, like waking up a little bit earlier or getting off my phone and spending time in the word. Even if it's like short, like I have the daily delight devotional and that's such a nice short and sweet way to get a little bit of God's word in. It's really easy for me to also look at my passions as work, like playing guitar, singing, songwriting, all that feels like so much work. But just like looking at it as enjoyment and as something to debrief has been really helpful as well. Like, okay, like I don't have to go write a song right now, but I can go like mess around on guitar and sing a little bit, maybe learn a song that I've been really enjoying, learn a worship song I've really been enjoying and just finding ways to integrate that into my daily life instead of it just being like, let me get better every single day. Sometimes it looks like a week of like, barely doing music, but listening to a lot of different music that inspires me, listening to worship music. And maybe sometimes it's hard to read your Bible, but just listening to encouraging podcasts and worship music and all the things, it's just been easy to find, not easy, but it's easier to find rest whenever you're not putting so much pressure on it and just allowing it to be something that you enjoy and tuning your heart to make something more restful than it is, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's so true and so good. And I remember in college, there's just so many options for things for you to do all of the time. (laughs) And, you know, you could be with friends, you could be doing homework, you'd be doing all these different things. But I think that there are, it's actually a really beautiful time to learn what it looks like to truly rest with God and to figure out the things that you love to do with him. Like the things that you're like, oh, when I just turn on worship music and sit there with him, I feel so connected to him. And so I think college is just a really beautiful time to try the things, you know, get in your car, go for the drive, turn on worship music, hang out with them, go to your favorite coffee shop, order your favorite coffee, hang out with them, whatever it looks like. And so I think that's such a good reminder of The girls who are like serious about their passions and the things that God has called them to also in the midst of that learning how to just enjoy his presence first and foremost and not jump to immediately kind of stewarding the things he's called you to, but also just enjoying time with him. And so I love that reminder. 
I want to know too how, okay, you're doing all the things, you're leading a ministry on your campus, you're trying to rest, you're (laughs) pursuing this passion in the stream of music. How are you also like enjoying college and, you know, embracing this beautiful, fun season of life? What is fun and enjoyment and this like college experience? What does this look like for you as well? Just love to know a little bit more about that. Yeah. So, I mean, Delight is really like my college experience. A lot of people, Mm -hmm. it's a sorority or or a sports team, and those are all great things. But Delight has really been my, my friends are in Delight. Like my passion is Delight and music, obviously, but I love to spend time with my Delight girls, come up with more events for us to do. That's really been my college experience. Our Tuesday night Bible studies, we have like a delight date event coming up where it's like a speed date. And then we all pair off and go out to dinner with your delight date, worship nights, all the things like really my college experience has looked like delight, spending time with the Lord, trying to invite other girls to delight and all the things like that. So it's just been, it's definitely hard and it can get a little tiresome, especially that I'm leading this ministry and it's my social life is encapsulated in this ministry. But it's really rewarding and it's been so much fun. I feel like a lot of people think that on the weekends they have to go like party and get like completely hammered like to have fun. But my type of fun looks like just going out to coffee with a friend or laying out on the beach and reading my delight study and um, things like that. And those things can be very restful as well, like going Mm -hmm. back to the rest thing. So, yeah, that's kind of how my college experience looks. It's so good. I love that fun. It's just integrated into your passions. I feel like we could have yeah. said the same thing to you. We were like, wait, it's so fun to just work hard towards the things God's doing in your life. And yeah. of course, you can have silly fun moments while doing that too. Um, to this mm-hmm. day, we always say like, if me and Mac aren't like laughing or making fun of ourselves or doing something weird, we're doing something wrong. And I think that's true for everybody. Yeah as you're pursuing your passions, like it's important to not take it so seriously. Don't take yourself too seriously and have a lot of fun doing it. It's just so sweet to hear so much more of your story, Emily. I love it. It's even better than I've seen on Instagram. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You are so incredible. Also, I just accidentally liked a very old photo on your boyfriend's feed on accident while we were oh um, <laughs> that's so amazing if he comments that's on so that, funny I was zoning out into this podcast and scrolling at the same time and I was like whoops <laughs> oh my god that you guys is so funny <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much fun okay well as we wrap up how can I know you really are pursuing music and wanting to grow that like how can we listen to your thing be a part of your life all of that, where can we find you? Yeah, so I'm currently working on some new music, really excited. I do have a song out now, and it's called Easy to Love You by Emily Mikus, and that's M-I-K-U-S. It's hard to spell and say, but um, it's on Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube, all the things, and my Instagram. I post videos of me singing. I post pictures and videos of delight, and it's just Emily Mikus, and same with my TikTok, except there's an underscore. But yeah, So I'm really excited. Thank you so much for having me. And this has been awesome. Oh my gosh, of course. We're obsessed with you. Thank you, everybody. 
I hope it was so helpful. And we can't wait to talk to you next week. Bye, guys. Yes. Bye.